Hi, I'm Chief D, and you're listening to A Totally Warranted Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things Chief, from how to become one, to when to retire, and everything in between. In this podcast, we'll discuss topics surrounding your board packet, attending school, life as a warrant officer, and beyond. So grab your favorite beverage and sit back as I take you on the journey of life as a chief. Hello, 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 and welcome. It's wonderful to have you back. Or if you're stopping in for the first time, hey, what an amazing month we've been having. Thank you for your support of the podcast. Please continue to share and tell your friends about it. It truly makes me so excited to get on here every week and talk to you. If you're not following us on Facebook or Instagram, you're missing one of my favorite parts of the week. It's the part of the week that gets me hyped and focused for what's to come. I call it the affirmation of the week or our weekly affirmation. I started doing these affirmations to help myself focus on my thoughts and put myself in a more positive state. When I started sharing them with my peers in my unit and my subordinates, it really resonated with them and that encouraged me to share them with you as well. This week's affirmation is, this week I will achieve. This week I will achieve the goals I set for myself. I will be intentional with my plans and focus my attention on my priorities. But most of all, this week will be an amazing week because I choose for it to be. It is in the plan. So many of us focus on what we have to do and we forget to see all the things that we get to do on a daily basis. I get to go to work every day and motivate soldiers to take the steps necessary to walk in my path. I get to go to work every day and hone my skills. I get to go to work every day and make it a little better for someone else. And this podcast is how I'm making it better for someone else today. So let's get down to business. Last week, we talked about the process of putting in your packet, how to figure out what warrant officer MOS you qualify for, the documents you need, how to submit them, when to submit them, and some things to review in your packet. If you haven't listened to that and you're still in the beginning of this journey, you'll want to double back and listen to episode two. If you need any additional information that you haven't heard, please reach out to me either on Facebook or Instagram, or you can shoot me an email at chiefd at totallywarranted.com and I'd be happy to find you an answer. So this week we'll be discussing what happens after the board. All right, let's jump right in. So you've finally gotten through board week and after waiting for your heart to stop dancing around in your chest, the board results are finally out. You've been selected. Whew. It's like a weight is lifted off your shoulders, a wash of relief, maybe a tinge of OMG. What am I doing? Some tears of joy and genuine disbelief or Maybe it was just a confident smile and a, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Either way, the feelings are here. And if they don't hit you immediately, they certain will after the emails and texts start pouring in. So what happens now? Besides the swarm of texts from your family and friends, your social media posts acknowledging your success and the messages that follow that, When I was selected, there was also an email that I received. After the selection announcement, I received a group email 
from a senior in my branch. Thinking about it now, it was probably the CWAP, but I don't want to misquote. So the group message congratulated all who were selected. And this was great because I got to see the other people who were selected and it gave me an idea of who from my MOS would be in the class. We also received emails from other senior warrant officers congratulating us on our acceptance and offering us words of encouragement and advice. This was probably the most welcoming introduction to a military team I've ever received. The amount of sheer happiness for the group of us selected, the offers of support and kind words, the motivated messages. It was nothing like this when I became an NCO. It wasn't even like this when I became a drill sergeant or a member of any other special group in the military. It truly felt like I was supposed to be here. The message that resonated with me the most was from a WO1. She told the group how just a year ago she was in our shoes, how she was feeling and where she stands now. She told us to push on, to study hard and to be great. I don't remember her name, but her words live on. After the messages died down, I got to talk to my mentor and share some of the feelings of overwhelm I was having. Don't worry. It happens and it's natural. I like to think that the overwhelmed feeling that I feel is a result of what happens when all of the things I've been asking for come to me at once. And when I think of it like that, it becomes less scary and more of a figure outable situation, if we're going to use that as a word. So the official message states within 45 to 90 days, you'll receive an email with your follow on information. I know we got our information well within that 45 day window. It was an email from our career manager congratulating us again and giving us a rundown on how things would flow asking us to rank open assignments uh, that were available from most to least preferred and submit documents back to her. We were asked about class dates to ensure our families would be situated. And shortly after we began to receive our ATARS reservations. From there, I remember registering for the uh, walk blackboard, uh, joining the milk connect page and starting to figure out the who's who and the what's going on from my class. Fun fact, there's actually a lot of work that goes into the Warren Officer Candidate School even before you get to first walk. Some of the things that my class had to come together and do prior to ever meeting each other were vote on a mascot and a motto, submit it for approval, and start the process of designing our t-shirts and coins prior to even stepping foot on Mother Rucker. In my research for this episode, I went back into my email and reminisced over the preparation emails, trying to get everything together and approved by our TAC. Let's just say we went through a couple different ideas, but our senior TAC was absolutely amazing. The extent of which we didn't even know at the time. So what should you be working on between selection and arrival to first walk seems like a mystery to some but it becomes more and more abundantly obvious as we get closer to the date now i'm going to share with you my blog post 10 ways to prepare for walks which i will link in the show notes for you in case you want to share it 
But when I go through the list, I'm going to give you just a bit more detail than I was able to in the blog. At the end, I'm also going to give you an additional list of five things that I absolutely loved about walks that nobody's talking about. All right, here we go. Number 10. Brush up on your land nav. Land nav at Mother Rucker is like no other. Okay, I would love to say I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. Do your homework, know your land nav style and stick to it. Don't try to learn something new the night before and get yourself a quick pass to the retest. Two things that will help you on this course. One, terrain association. Know it, love it, do it. And number two, keep your mouth shut. There, I said it. And, oh, one more. Here's a freebie. Don't let that unmarked chopper confuse you, okay? It's not on the map. You're not going to find it. Did they update this yet? Is that something that we're working on or are we just going to leave that there? Number nine. Learn to network. Don't just learn the concept of networking. Put it into practice. Go out and start introducing yourself to people. But instead of looking at them with the frame of what can they do for me, look at everyone you meet with the frame of what can I do for them? This, this right here creates lasting connections and allows people to buy into you and then support and advocate for you in the future, even when you're not around. Number eight, learn the warrant officer definition. Now, don't just learn the words like a scared soldier in basic learns the soldier creed. Know it, embody it, and for the love of everything, say it as confidently and as loud as you do the NCO creed. It will save the grass. Besides, anything less is uncivilized and very time consuming. Number seven. Wean yourself off of caffeine. Yep, I said it. Lay off the coffee, the Red Bulls, the Monsters, whatever it is your caffeine of choice is. Lay off of it in advance unless you're trying to go through withdrawals in the beginning of this course. The beginning is hard enough without caffeine headaches and anger issues. Also, when you... mm, Forget it. That's too much information. Just remember, words have meaning. Choose them wisely. Number six, get in shape and stay there. Now, when I say get in shape, I'm not talking about round. You're about to put your mind and body through the ringer. The least you could do is stress it and prime it for this marathon of an event that you're about to undergo. Be ACFT ready. These six events are no joke and the grading is too standard. Prepare yourself for some fartlek style runs, run with weights, run for distance, ruck for time with weight. Get ready to achieve that summertime fine in six weeks or less. Number five, prepare to be a team player. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. That is something that my current commander manages to say at least twice a week. And yes, I do count. I count it because the message rings true every time he says it. This journey of the Warrant Officer Candidate School and the Warrant Officer Basic course can make or break teams, friendships, and relationships. Choose your path wisely. In the Candidate School class, 
that I attended, there was a candidate who told another group of candidates that they would never need them. Mind you, they were all the same MOS. Well, I suppose that was the go fast method because when the basic course came around and that candidate needed to reach out for help, they realized that there weren't many people to reach out to because the others had gone together. I suppose this one double backs on networking. So maybe listen to that section again. Number four, reading for understanding. Words have meaning. Say it again with me. Words have meaning. One more time now for the people in the back. Words have meaning. For the love of all things, please read the actual words and not the ones you thought you saw. Read it out loud if you have to. The last thing you want to do is make the challenge harder on yourself because you are not paying attention to detail. Last time, words have meaning. Number three, talk to your local W01. I'm sure if you tried just a little bit, you'd be able to find a W01 who recently graduated walks. And if you can't, stick around and I'll be interviewing a few of them coming up as well as sharing my own story. Talk to them, ask them about their experience. And remember, regardless of what anyone tells you about their experience, everyone's experience is different. Even if two people go to the same class and they stand behind each other for the entire course, the experience is different from one person to the next. Use what they've given you, put it in your toolbox, but don't put all of your eggs in that basket of experience alone. I hope that makes sense for you. Number two, ensure your family affairs are in order. If your family isn't situated, you won't be able to focus on anything while you're there. Take the extra time now to draw out the plans, figure out what needs to be taken care of, pay for it, coordinate it, buy it, arrange it for when you're gone. The Warrant Officer Candidate School is a fully immersive course. You will not have constant contact with the outside world, so get it together now. Also, make sure you share the class information with your family so they know how to get into contact with you in case of an emergency. Also, this is my last also, you should probably sit down and have a talk with them about what constitutes an emergency because all emergencies are not made equally. All right. And the number one thing that you should do to prepare for the Warren Officer Candidate School is, are you ready? Remain flexible. You're going to hear this a million times. Remain flexible. Things will change without notice. Plans will shift. You'll have to adapt and continue to push forward. Don't let the lack of foresight on certain things make you rigid in your ways. Ensure you think about second and third order effects of decisions and don't stress over things you can't control. I'll say it again. Do not stress yourself over things you cannot control. Look at your sphere of influence. If the issue doesn't fall within it, let it go. So, the next five things I'm going to tell you are my favorite parts of walks. No one ever talks about this. They always tell you the challenging things, the things that make you doubt yourself or your skills or make you fearful of how hard it may be. 
but no one ever tells you the things they enjoyed about the course. So here goes. Number five, my history instructor. Now for the life of me, I cannot remember this gentleman's name, but he was a saint and a scholar, I might add. He is an older gentleman, white hair, like Santa, kind of gave me Colonel Sanders vibes, but that is probably because I was hungry and yeah, but it's not the way he looked that made him memorable. It was the way he taught. The way he went through these lessons made military histories and early 1900s information sound like a whole telenovela. This man had the most phenomenal storytelling abilities in the world. It's like the way he described the scene, it's from the inside of the room, right? I remember one time he was telling us a story and he's like, and then one afternoon there was a knock on the door. And when it was opened, in walked George Washington. And I was like, oh, like, wait, 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 wait. How do you know it was George Washington? How do you know they knocked on the door? How, how is the level of detail so spot on? I mean, now granted, I don't know if that's really how it happened, but I remember, I remember all of the things. Number four, picking a job that requires me to do the work on the front end of the cycle. Yep, I said it and it was smart move. I was working at home for the most part, relaxing. I got the majority of the work done in that period of time and then only had to worry about things like collecting money, purchasing uh, coins and shirts after that. If you know, you know. Number three, that one time my battle buddy asked this other candidate if he had two asses. Now, I will say this, there's like a little bit of a background story to this that I won't get into it, but I don't know if it was the way it just rolled off her tongue so smoothly or the look of bewilderment on his face as he pondered his response and then said, no, it was just a wild time to be alive. We still talk about it to this day. She knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Number two, building strong bonds and forever Womies. Regardless of what compo they were in, the people that I built relationships with in these courses between the uh, candidate school course and the basic course, those those are going to last a lifetime. We still talk to this day. There's still group chats to this day. It's like going to basic training all over, except way cooler. And number one. The number one thing that I love the most about completing the warrant officer candidate school was being able to let go of all the preconceived notions of how things had to go, how they should work or would go. Because every day we woke up for our class in particular, it was like playing Russian roulette with the rules. We never knew which rule was going to change from one minute to the next. But again, I went through in a particularly interesting time. Uh, I'm happy to say that although we were the COVID class, no one from the class actually got COVID. So good on us. And that's it. That's what happens next. You'll have the opportunity to reminisce afterwards. But while you're there, enjoy the moment. Remember, it's only six weeks. Follow the rules and I'll see you on the other side. Also, If you've been through walks and you know the name of that history instructor, 
that I'm talking about, would you let his, like, would you let me know what it is? I would love to know it. He really is an amazing, amazing instructor. So now that you know what you can and should expect, what you should do to prepare and how you should train, the question is, what are you waiting for? Are you going to do it and be prepared to meet the challenge? Or are you going to put it off and go into this journey half cocked and unready? The decision is yours. Next week on the podcast, we'll be discussing what happens between the Warren Officer Candidate School graduation and the basic course, how to prepare for your basic course, and maybe some advice for when you graduate. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I'm posting links and show notes of any resources that I mentioned, like the blog post. I look forward to chatting with you again next week, and I'll talk to you later. Go forward and uh, do great things, Chief. You're listening to A Totally Warranted Podcast, a podcast by Chief for Chief. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, would you mind leaving a review? A review lets others know that this podcast is worth their time and will help them on their journey to embodying Chief. We'll see you next time.